And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. boys and girls welcome to scene red i'm david k montoya i know it has been a long long time since we've sat down under the scene red moniker to enjoy our audio entertainment that only scene red can provide all right kids i don't know if you know this or not but this weekend rebecca aaron and myself have sat down and recorded brand new episodes for the first time in over two years. So starting next week, you'll be hearing brand new Seeing Red episodes. So to whet everybody's appetite, I decided to sit down and go through and do another. It's like, shoot, it's been, gosh, I want to say almost three years since we did the last, if not more. Of, uh, of the best of seeing red we left off on episode 20 so i decided to let's do a number five just to bring everybody in get them excited for next week and we're going to start off with episode 21 and we're going to end with 25 there's just there's good stuff in here um if i remember right i believe there's one whole episode which was kind of small, so I went ahead and put the whole thing in, of when Rebecca and Aaron got married. You know, it, the fun thing is is that when we started in, well, we started in October recording, but we released on November 26, 2012, Rebecca and Aaron were not, they weren't even engaged. They were just boyfriend-girlfriend. And now they've been married for like five years. Crazy stuff, kids. Crazy stuff. So go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy the part five of the best of Scene Red. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. I'm Aaron Illich. And I'm Debbie A. Lofgren. Who, who's Debbie A. Lofgren? Who? Your mother. Wait, oh, okay. <laughs> it's mom. Mom returns after several Why weeks. Why you gotta be an A? Oh, you gotta copy me? <laughs> what, what is this? She is an A. Hold. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you sleep. <laughs> well, we're back all together. Aaron's been gone in Colorado. Um, he's actually been here for quite a few hours, and he gets ready to start talking about something. He's like, wait, no, 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 no. And now you can see what I mean. You don't tell stories anymore. You just wait for the podcast to tell the stories. Exactly. So... How was the trip? It was fun. There's a lot of stuff that happened. We got to go hiking, horseback riding twice. Hiking and riding. Hiking and riding. Sounds like a country song. I've been hiking. I think he came back a cowboy. (laughs) You would think. He rode horses. I, I can't even picture in my head. I wish I could have seen it. I was the tallest person there. They're like, get on the stand. I was like, I could just get on the horse. Like, it was no problem for me. 
they're like they're like put yourself up on 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 the saddle so like all your weights on it so you don't fall to the ground and hurt yourself. I'm like, by the time I get to the ground, my foot's already there. <laughs> so what what was the best part? I would say the best part would probably be the RAs, which is like the Advanced Advisors. Uh huh. They're probably the best part of the whole experience because all of them had a degree in something. And they're, they're all smart. They, believe it or not, it's like every six days after one group leaves, another group comes. Uh huh. So they're constantly, constantly getting people. Uh, so what did you get out of it? Did you learn anything? Or Oh, yeah. I, I learned you just have to really appreciate the simple things in life. And, you know, there's always going to be hard times. And you just got to get over that. You have to work through get to the better things. Now, I have to go and jump in and say that I'm actually impressed because this is Aaron's third hour of podcasting. We've already done two shows of Who's the Boss, which is equivalent to roughly two hours. Mm. So now you're doing... And your voice is holding up way better than mine. You can already hear the cracking in my voice. We talk, we talk all the time. Like All we do is talk to each other when we're together. So I'm a talker. He talks, so it works out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, we're both intelligent, so we can hold a conversation. <laughs> now, I'm actually going to turn my attention to Mom real fast. Come closer to the mic. Yeah. Mom yeah. and my wife, Lace, they went to State Line, which is uh, Prim, Nevada, right? Yes, yes. And you guys did a bingo tournament to win $10,000. Yes. So, are you $10,000 richer? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, the, the thing I... Ten pounds heavier. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually, at this point of the game, we open up with weird news. And while I do have a weird news article, I, I thought it was interesting what you guys were telling me what had happened. About the shoes. About the shoes. So go ahead and tell everybody the, the story about the shoes. Um, we went down to state line to play bingo, and we were getting ready to come home. We went and had our uh, crab. Yeah, throw that <laughs> so in. good. Because the night before we had ribeye steak, uh, cheesecake. Fatty. Uh, now you know I why we I said I gained fatty. 10 pounds. Um, so we were putting everything together, and I had let Lacey wear my uh, flip-flops because her feet were hurting so bad from her new shoes. And we looked all over the room, and we couldn't find them. Her and shoes. That, her shoes. Okay. And it was just kind of like freaky because there was nobody there, and we didn't have the maids come in. Because we only stayed one night, and we were going to come home anyway. And she took the sheets and stuff and shook the bed and everything, and there was nothing. And then she turned around and looked at me, and her shoes were sitting on the bed, stacked on top of each other. One on top of the other. One on top of the other. And uh, she's looking at me, and her eyes are getting real big. And I'm looking at her, and she goes, you know, she goes, I told you I heard a noise last night. And I said, she woke me up saying, who's at the door? Who's at the door? And I'm like, what? She goes, who's at the, at the door? Who's out there? So I don't know if it was one of her little friends trying to come in or what jokes they were playing. But <laughs> her like little I, friends. They're not my little friends because when I came home, I said, honey, you're not coming home with me. You're not allowed. So, uh, yeah, it, it was quite eerie. Kind of gave you the heebie-jeebies. And, of course, it doesn't happen. It, it can't stop there. Yeah. Um, as everybody knows, I always get up and, and take Jaden's medicine around noontime. And I went and 
decided I was going to lay back down after I gave him his medicine, so that was about 1, or 10, or 12, 10, roughly. And I'm a creature of habit. I always put my, my shoes and my clothes in the exact same spot. It's just what I do. And when I got up from taking a nap to go pick Jaden up from school, my shoes were gone. And we looked for at least a good half an hour. It was almost 3 o'clock by the time I got to Jaden. So I, I just finally gave up. I, I got some flip-flops and wore those, you know, and, because I had to go pick up my kid. And as I'm driving to go pick up my son, Lacey calls. And she goes, you're not going to believe this. And I was like, what? She's like, I found your shoes. And I'm like, okay, well, what am I not going to believe? She goes, because they're on the bed stacked on each other. So, you know, of course, it, it um, you know, I, uh, yeah, no, that that was kind of creepy. Do you guys have any kind of weird or strange news? Not really. I mean, <laughs> all I have is stuff from about the trip. Well, we're going to touch on that intermittently you know, throughout the show. Um, this is actually from the Daily Press, this story. So this is an actual from the newspaper story. This is not a joke. This is not made up. He's got it cut out in his hand right now. This is... From the Thursday, April 11th, 2013. And if you guys don't believe me, you can buy the Daily Press or look on it online and look under page A2. And the topic of this article, it's a very short article. It says, alleged truck thief says zombies were chasing them. This is real. Wow. Temecula. Authorities say a man who allegedly stole a big rig truck in Riverside County and hurt seven people in crashes claims he was being ch- he was fleeing from zombies. Jeremiah Hartland, 19, of Tennessee, was arrested on Saturday after after the rig loaded with strawberries overturned on Interstate 15 in Temecula after a series of crashes. He remains in jail on Wednesday. California Highway Patrol officer Nathan. Bear, our bar, tells Riverside Press Enterprise that Heartland claims zombies were chasing him, and he had no no other option but he had to flee. Bar says the truck was stolen when the driver got out of, got out of the scales in Rainbow. The, tr- the trucker told the CHP that Heartland is an acquaintance who stowed away in Tennessee, and it was allowed to remain. So he was tripping on some good acid, basically. He he had to be tripping on something good. Yeah. To see zombies running out. In, in a truck full of strawberries. Yeah. Not even that. He kept crashing. So every time he crashed, like they're still after me. I gotta keep going. I, I can see him now. He's he runs in the truck. He said, "Oh my God, Romero was right. Romero was right." <laughs> yeah. How does? All, all, all I could say is I could picture the Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm surprised he could drive that truck, though. Most people don't know how to drive a big rig, especially 19 years old. That's, That's why true. he kept wrecking. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> He's like, shit, where's reverse? Gotta run him over. No, this is the theory. See, he made that up because he knew he was going to take them strawberries and take them to a flea market someplace and sell them and get good money. Oh, okay. yeah, so he yeah, said, if I get stopped, food. he said, yeah, because the price price of food, especially, <laughs> especially fresh strawberries, he said, okay, this is what I'm going to tell him. I was seeing zombies, and I had to get away, and and they'll believe me because, you he know, also, 
But even even at that, if he gets caught, he can pull an insanity plea. Yes. Plea. Can't talk. Insanity plea. Yeah. And and that's probably what will happen. So he'll probably end up in, like, you know... Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Well, probably in reality, like Dad used to say, he was smoking the La Chifa. You know, he probably had some good buds going over there someplace. You know, and... Some good coca. Yeah, he's like, coca. So, unfortunately, that's the only thing I, I found as far as strange news. I was. Um, when you told me that, I was like, what? He's like, yeah. There, there's no, you know, in fact, I should mention this. We did the uh, the cow episode. Remember, we talked about the cow. Oh, my God, yeah. <clears throat> We're actually, one of our distributors are considerably considering pulling that episode. <laughs> Why? Because it was a little too extreme. Oh. And I was laughing because if they thought that that episode was extreme, if you remember right, the following episode was way worse. And that was the one about the the farm animals, I believe. Yeah. Remember the yeah. guy was written out as farm animals as prostitutes? Yeah. yeah. Now, see, that's what I was looking for. I was trying wait, to... Wait, 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 wait. What? No. <laughs> that's a lie. What? That I got. Okay. Where was this at? In your nightmares or, or work? Who would do something like that? It, what was, a lot it? Of people. was it like Kentucky or something? Yeah. I think it was oh, Kentucky. come on. I mean, yeah. They're, is fiction's realer than life? I mean, this is this they guy. They out their farm, his farm animals. It was on the Huffington, Huffington Post. And what it was. What was, were they huffing? <laughs> <laughs> Probably and, something good. And what it was is this guy's crops were dying. He could not keep his crops alive. He was okay. losing all his money. And somebody mentioned or he had the idea of, hey, I can rent my animals out as prostitutes. And huh? and that's what he was doing to supplement his, his income. And he he made more money doing that than actual farming. So the farm became a cover to him running an essential animal whorehouse. And Somewhere along the lines, the, the police found out. They came in. They took the animals in protective custody, you know, because they're probably going to have them, you know, testifying. I guess. That's I a guess. whole meaning of the word porkies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. Where'd he go and get his, his clients from the insane asylum? I, I don't know. He I don't probably know. found a couple of people. He must have had, like, an internet connection and put I was it on say Craigslist. No, what? We, we, back in that state, it's where cousins marry cousins. Is that the problem? Yeah. Yeah. Because they got too much farm cousins. animals in this situation. They got too much cousins in their blood. Something, because that's just weird. They're, they're I mean, I would think that you were making it up, but you're saying that you read it. Yeah. Come on, on darling. You yes. can go to HuffingtonPost.com. That's crazy. And, uh, but, you know, that's crazy, but that means whoever he had come to visit his little animals was crazier. Right. Yeah. But he didn't care. He was making more money doing that than actual farming. Yeah. And there's a place. There's like, I oh, you, hold on, real fast. You don't have to whisper. You can say whatever. No, I'm just saying. I can't believe that. That's vulgar, nasty, filthy, creepy, cruddy, <laughs> and weird. Anyways. And it makes really good podcast yeah. news. Oh my God. I was talking about just... the, there's like a comp- compound where these men live with all their wife animals. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real place. You but... know what is so scary? It, the thing that scares me is that what's happened to our it society? It supports you. 
I mean, that's the thing that scares me is just what has happened to our society because... You know, we were saying something about that earlier. Yeah. It is... Everybody, you know, lost their mind. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I said this back on that episode. I, I was like, you know, if you're going to go that route, if you're going to do prostitution, and obviously you're going to pay more money for an animal than a human, yeah, just go the human route. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. But, yeah, in fact... Yeah, I, support our economy. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, shut up, Rebecca. That was funny. <laughs> I didn't do anything. You didn't give me that look like I didn't Mom. laugh. I'm sorry, I didn't laugh. Not everything you say is funny. But what was it? It was like he got a, like a really minor, what was it? He, he was fine, like, was it $500 or something like that? 250 I think. Was it 250 and like cruelty to animals or something yeah. like that? So, yeah, that's all. He got a very small, small fee. Are fine. Well, interesting enough, my story has a similar similar connection of a cheating wife and somebody dying. Yeah. And believe it or not, this took place in Colorado. Um, what had happened was a husband was arrested for killing his wife's lover. Which was their great name. What? And he literally was sentenced to 15 years for uh, murder, for killing the great name. And they asked him, well, why? Why did you? Because he just, you know, chopped, chopped the dog up. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me just pause that real fast, folks, and, and turn to my friend Russo here. We talk about some really weird shit. Just to let you know. <laughs> like, we don't. <laughs> We've always talked about weird shit. Okay, well, yeah, you know. Somebody going to jail because their pet dog was doing their wine. Not know? the dog's fault. Yeah. Did you see that on Facebook or was it like on the internet? Mm-hmm. I, thought, I think I seen something on I, Facebook. It was about Facebook. It. I seen this on Facebook. It was like a picture of the chick and like the dog next to her. Uh huh. Yeah. I seen that too. And, uh, I was like, wait a second. Like, I think I read that, too. <laughs> yeah, you click on the article and it pops yeah. up. So, yeah, uh, he got 15 years, and they asked him why, and he's like, well, she wouldn't have sex with me. And all it was was every time I was away, you know, she was having sex with the dog. And he just couldn't handle it no more. And that's the only way he knew how to rectify the situation was kill the dog. I'll see how you can get 15 years for it. I mean, I can see cruelty, but no murder, first degree. Because it's an animal, it's not a human being. An animal does, they made an example out of him. She was devastated that he, she, that he killed her lover. That, that... <laughs> for the, okay, for the sake of conversation, and for anybody that's listening, we always talk about some weird bestiality <laughs> shit. <laughs> always. <laughs> Just because it, it's, it's so weird, it's, yeah. it's amusing. Hey, Cody, um, you <laughs> Don't rape the dog, Aaron. Don't rape the dog. It's so weird. So that that's what I got for this week. Um, uh, from last, because I did go in and search around, trying to find out, you know, validate if it was real. And the last piece that I read was, and I guess this happened last year. She held like a formal um, 
funeral for, for the dog. Wow. And um, she was just heartbroken. Too. Devastating. Now, I- I'm going to go online here, or on the record, rather, and say neither one. The husband must have been, like, itty-bitty small. Or two, he just didn't know how to use the thing. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, well, there always could be a combination of both. Oh, double whammy. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's not good either. More like double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she held a, a funeral. She was heartbroken. She doesn't know how she's ever going to get back to her quote-unquote regular life. I really don't know if it's interest or not interest. Well, it's interesting, but I don't know if it's weird news. Is um, this year for the very first time in San Diego Comic Con, someone was arrested for attempted murder. They tried to kill. Okay. Well, there's nobody likes him. Well, there's <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. Um, there's. I don't know if you remember much about Comic Con, but there's a, a specific hall called Hall H. And that's where everybody goes to talk, you know, the big celebrities. Yeah. Well, it's a, a first come, first serves, you know, and people are like literally waiting hours and hours just to get a spot. And when they get a spot, they don't move. They literally sit through, you know, the, the different shows. Well, I guess this guy, and I can't remember what his name was, but I do remember he was like five foot seven and a hundred and pounds or something like that your typical and i know this sounds really bad considering that we're we're all comic geeks here but it's the stereotypical comic geek you know the glasses you know the i, I probably i don't know i'm just guessing here but he probably even have his pocket like that. <laughs> but anyway he set through like three hours of shows yeah and he's like i gotta piss i can't hold it no more you know there's like four more hours of shows to go through so he ran to the bathroom and came back. Well, when he came back, another guy was in his seat. And he's like, look, I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be cool here. I just, I've been sitting here, look, that's my stuff. I left my stuff here to show that it was my seat. And the guy's like, fuck you. And they, they got into it. Fight. Now, I guess the other guy was kind of stuck. Now, mind you, this is at a comic book convention. Yeah. But anyway, the, the stockier guy you know, being more aggressive and, and they literally got into a physical altercation. And then the skinny nerd pulled out a pencil and went right in the eye. Well, he's he just did a joker shit. <laughs> cool. He's like, I'll make the pencil disappear, motherfucker. <laughs> and he was, and actually, um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. in San Diego this year. And uh, it made, it was, he didn't hit the eyeball, but it literally went into the sock wall right here in the yeah. socket. And for the first time ever in the history of Comic Con, a comic book nerd was arrested for attempted manslaughter. What in the hell is this world coming to? If the nerds and the geeks can't get along, can't we just get along? You know, we're, we're supposed to go there and have our geekdom fulfilled, not um, try to kill each other. Not, Jesus not Christ. Chinese versus. Star Wars and shit. Now, see, I, I would actually sit back and watch that because I would just find that amusing. Fan <laughs> <Bad> boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, I I texted you 
when I told you, you know, I watched Fanboys. Oh, yeah. That was a, I just laughed. It that was, was hysterical. Awesome. There's, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Seth, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Played multiple parts, and, and that was good. There was even a, a nice scene from uh, Kevin Smith and, and Jason Mewes, which, uh, if if no one's seen this, spoilers, the, the gang's trying to get a ride to Skywalker Ranch, and so they have to stop. I think it's a bus stop, truck stop. They stop, and one of the ones had to go use the restroom. Well, he's trying to open the door. The door was locked. Kevin Smith is sitting there. He's smoking a cigarette, and he's like, doesn't it suck when you have to, like, pinch one off and it's always locked? And the, the kid's like, yeah, yeah, you know, and he's, he's doing the, the pee-pee dance, essentially. And then all of a sudden, Jason Mewes literally erupts from the bathroom. He's like, Ugh! and he's spitting on the ground. And then this big old burly bald trucker walks out, and he's zipping up pants, Jason Mewes turns back and he's like, that's it, I'm done, I'm not doing this shit no more. And then Kevin Smith turns to the burly trucker and he's like, good, right? Womanly, right? And then Jason Mewes like, what do you mean womanly? Like, I'm not doing no shit no more. It was it was really fun. I swear you said and about 20 times what you just told me. I was counting. <laughs> but you know what's the best part about it? You can edit it out. That's right. <laughs> there won't be no ands in the final draft. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed Fanboys. I, I really, I, I didn't think I was going to watch it. You've never seen it? No. It's a great movie. So here's a question for you, Al. All right. You're almost 20 minutes into your very first podcast. Only 20 minutes? Well, we're actually at 18. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Minus all that hour. <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you guys are gone. It just... It, it feels longer than what it is. But anyway, um, so what do you think? Oh, that, and just to let you know, about 5,000 people are going to listen to this next Monday. <laughs> oh, no pressure. Spot. Yeah, no pressure right. at all. Yeah. yeah, no pressure. No, I mean, it's, it's not bad. I mean, you know, I've been meaning to do this for a while anyway. Oh, then that's one of the things that we're going to talk about. Um, come probably tomorrow when we sit down, you and I will talk, you know, about how the original concept of who's the boss was supposed to be you and I. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've kind of, uh, I haven't really abandoned writing because I still write, but I've kind of abandoned the whole publishing thing. And now I sit and I babble for, you know, an hour pretty much almost every day for people to be like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> and they like it. That's a scary thing. Yeah, that's always scary. So I think it's time because I am just really sick of trying to talk code, catch Al up. I'm working on a project that I've been keeping quiet for a long time. And when I try to update these guys on it, I have to talk code because I'm, I didn't want everybody to know what I'm working on. Yeah. And at this point, we're, we're in, what, we're over like a month and a half into the project, working on the project now, right? And I'm, I'm seriously just tired of talking code. Um, what I'm working on is an animated film. It's... Uh, yeah, actually, predates meeting you. The character of Yotnam, you know, the Montoya spelled back yeah. with the Yotnam. Um, I'm writing a script to have it animated. And that's been the big secret. 
because I didn't really want to put it out there just in case something happened. But I think we're far along where we can... I'm just tired of talking code, man. And uh, I, I got a chance to write a little bit more on it. And I'm putting it out there that I'm hoping I'm going to be done with the first draft by June. This is going to be the biggest, most expensive project I've ever done. <coughs> In fact, um, we're going to be doing a Kickstarter you know what Kickstarter is? Yeah. Kickstarter campaign, um, and we're going to try to run, you know, I don't know how long we'll, we'll, we'll run it as long as people keep putting money into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Rebecca and Aaron both are producers. Aaron is actually going to be a voice actor for one of the characters, one of the main characters. And it was funny because when we were talking about this off, you know, off uh, air, I was like, I need someone who need who's, you know, between like 18, 19 years old, that voice, that young, masculine voice. I'm like, I don't know nobody. And I'm sure you're probably sitting there like, ah, right here, dumbass. But it, <laughs> it, 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 it took about a month to, to click. I'm like, oh, oh, I saw, oh. <laughs> When you see a Yelp mom, you'll get the joke. So, <clears throat> we're working on that. Um, it, it, like I said, it's a big project. By the time this comes out, the GISG anthology will be out. I'm happy it's that's finally done. We're putting that to bed. And uh, now, you know, we can turn our attention on the, the cartoon or the animated movie. Because I want it to be very... How do I explain this? It was originally to be very much old school manga, but then Aaron introduced me to Afro Samurai, and I'm like, why did I have to watch that? You know, it was just. Dude, it was awesome. It, it was. I watched it all in one setting. I watched all <laughs> the episodes, and uh, I was like, that's what I want. I want that feel. I want that mm-hmm. color, the texture. I want that storytelling. That's exactly what I want. So now it's uh, it's kind of morphed that direction, um, minus the Samuel the, Jackson. Yeah, the, <laughs> the dialogue you know, that they used, mm-hmm. but it, it'll, it'll have that feel. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope hope to have pre-productions. Well, it really depends on how long it takes Kickstarter. You know, if we get the money together quickly, then we can start pre-production takes a while, it's going to take a while. But I, I really hope that we can have everything together, the script completely finished by, what, fall maybe? And, and get on to that. Because for you, now you can talk about it. When you read the script and you said that you wanted to get your hands on it, what were you planning on doing? What were you planning on making, you said you were going to modify Excuse me. Just some of the dialogue and make things more... Like, correct? Because me and Aaron know a lot more about actual Japanese culture than you do. And that's what I was getting ready to say, is you should explain a little bit more detail about yeah. what you know about the Japanese culture. I don't know. Terminology, <laughs> uh, history, yeah. location, you know, stuff like that. Just to give it a little extra more, like, authenticity to the story, you know? 
I guess politically correct. Me write something politically correct. That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've written anything politically correct in, ever. In no. Ever. <laughs> um, so it's it's something that's going to be. I originally wanted it to be a ninety-minute film. Mm-hmm. There is no chance in a fiery hell that that's going to happen. There's no chance that by the time I finish the script, it's going to be 120 minutes. Because like I was talking about, you were still in Colorado when I mentioned this, I was telling Rebecca, um, is, you know, because I've been writing everything down freehand, yeah. you know, a piece of paper, and then I'm going in and typing it in. Well, after I typed it in, I reformatted it. So what went from, what was it, like five pages instantly doubled to 10 pages mm-hmm. and we might end up having to, to cut it you know go phantom menace on this thing you know <laughs> it just you know, episode one <laughs> so that's that's the big reveal um in fact if we listen to i'm trying to remember because see i missed recording with uh, terry Shear last week just because i was so busy he actually did a whole thing on, by huh? By himself. Yeah, he did a whole Sheer Darkness by himself, and uh, I think he he mentions it in that episode. I don't know. It's so hard for me because I get so many episodes from you know everybody that it's it's hard to remember. Yeah. No. And um, speaking of episodes, are you going to edit this episode? Are you, are you going to try your producer hand at this now? Are you ready to? Can we help you? Um, I don't think I'd be. This whole week is gonna be like really busy for oh, me. Oh yeah, this is the last week of school, so. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I thought it, it was next week. week. No, That's it's this, this week. one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Graduate, so. He has to. He has to graduate. Cause I already paid for all the shit, so he's gotta graduate. So I mean, anytime after next week, I'm free. Cause I'll have all my work in and everything is great. If you don't work that day, you should come to graduation. It's when. The 22nd? Oh, you won't be here. I won't be here yet. I'll be back. The 25th. The 25th, yeah. Um, Uh, How I remember this, I don't know, but I did. And I don't know if you know this, but the Lovebirds here, and that's their nickname, the Lovebirds, um, they are getting married very, very soon. Less than a week. They'll be stuck forever. I'm already stuck forever. You're not leaving me. I'm not leaving you. I'm stuck. You like, I want to leave you sometimes. <laughs> it, it's 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 really weird, Al, because I can still remember. That machine was Yeah, making her bottles, putting her in the high chair. Now this this child could shit. When she was a baby, because um, your dad. <laughs> he just he, he couldn't handle dirty diapers. He could not. And it was like I don't think any like father can handle it. They have to get used to it. Well, it doesn't bug me. You just you just don't well, smell we, it. But, but you gotta think, you know, me and him work in a nursing home, so we do, we true. take shitty diapers on a daily basis. That's true. So, you know, we get used, you gotta to, get used, used to, to it. it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's what I was saying, like my dad <laughs> You guys are gonna Go for it. Get a kick out of this. My dad, and this is going to be super embarrassing, but he, okay, since 
obviously one of my parents was drug addicts. Uh, my dad, when my mom was at work, uh-huh. okay, he would have to pay people in dope to change my diapers. <laughs> okay? He's like, I can't handle that shit. He's like, I'll give you some dope changing diapers. He told me this himself. Well, see, I kind of did that similar to to uh, our dad. You know, because me being Mr. Entrepreneur since I was mm-hmm. a little boy, I'm like, you know, comic books are a dollar now. They, they raise the price in their dollar. So, I think each diaper I change is, is worth the comic book. And he's like, well, son, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you say that. <laughs> and I did. Every time, it'd, it'd be all through the week. I literally keep a running tally of how many times I had to change for a shitty Not diaper. Comic books. Right here. Uh, Store? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it was getting to the point where, and this is, you know, early 90s um you know i was i was making like 35 bucks a week until mom kind of realized what was happening and she's like that's her older brother he can do it for free i'm like no i can't can't. can't. isn't there a union i can join somebody help me and uh so i and unfortunately at that point is when because she she became potty trained early quickly after that. I, I was like, you know, okay, and I'm not making no money out of this. I'm going to drain your ass out of the shit in the toilet. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to Scene Red. This is David K. Montoya. I'm actually flying solo today because we have a very, very special episode. We are currently in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're just a few hours away from Rebecca and Aaron's wedding, and I'm going to try to get everything on audio. Uh, even to the point of the actual ceremony. So this is going to be really special. I, we're going to try to make it you know, an hour-long episode, but I'm not promising anything. But it will be special for not only my sister, her soon-to-be husband, my family, his family, but you, the listeners, as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the wedding of Rebecca C. Lofgren and Aaron Illich. We're about 10 minutes away from leaving the hotel rooms to head down to the chapel. Um, currently, it's just my son and I in the hotel room. Um, Lacey, my wife, and my daughter Zoe is in uh, Rebecca's honeymoon suite, and they're preparing. So it's just us. And though we're only about 10 minutes away from leaving, I can feel the excitement. You know, it's it's very – I'm trying to keep – from bawling because it's, it's very special to me. You know, my little sister, the person that I I helped raise for seven years is become an adult and a woman. And now she's moving on with her life. And, you know, now she's making that step and she's getting married. And Aaron is, is a good guy. I like Aaron and I see a bright future for those two. It's, it, it warms my heart. You know, and the only thing that would make this day more special is if my dad was here to see it. But I know he's looking down from heaven with a big smile. And um, it's it's a very, very special day for everybody involved. Okay, kids, I'm going to go ahead and take a break here. Um, and then when I pick up, we might pick up as we're driving to the chapel. We'll see what happens. So stay tuned. I'll be back. 
I didn't have a chance to do any recording on the way here. It was just a hectic drive. But I am joined with Mr. Groom, Aaron Illich. How are you feeling? Are you nervous yet? A little bit. A little bit, but I'm happy. That's, that's the important thing. I'm surprised there's a lot more people than what I was expecting. That's what I was on the way to think. In your mind, it seems like a lot of people, but you see all the people in your life. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, some. It's gonna be standing room only. Yeah. All gentlemen are So, and that, and you're facing the wall because you can't see Rebecca yet. Yeah. Which I think she's still outside. Let me bring your. Your uh. So, how many minutes until showtime? I say I have no idea. Well, it's already 5.20, yeah, so, what, 5.30? Yeah, it's in about 10 minutes. The shoes hurt my feet. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Yeah, same here. Okay, kids, we'll be back. Um, I think we'll pick up right as the wedding begins. Okay, boys and girls, I lied. We're not going straight into the wedding. I'm here with Rebecca, all dressed in white. So has the nerves hit yet? Heck yes, I'm freaking nervous as all can be, because I don't like a lot of people watching me. There is definitely a lot of people going to be watching you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time, I think you're actually speechless, huh? I'm speechless. I'm just like, I saw it's like turning and twirling and like twisting water. And of course, podcast even on my wedding. Do you see this? Do you see your son? Yeah, that's Kevin for you. I was thinking on the stage. What was I gonna say? Oh, because of the, of course, the lovely Las Vegas weather. It's hotter than. Well, I'm amongst guests, so I'll keep it clean. It's it's pretty hot. Okay, well, it's picture time, so I'll be back. All right, boys and girls, this is actually a little post-production note. Um, what comes up next will be the actual ceremony. Uh, what had happened was is that I gave Rebecca away, and obviously I didn't have an opportunity to hit record during the process. So what you folks missed is pretty much everybody was told to rise and did a quick prayer um, Aaron came down with his best man, then the flower girl, or flower girls, uh, which consisted of my daughter and one of a, a close friend of Rebecca's. Then Aaron's little brother, I believe, was the ring bearer. He came down next, and then, of course, you know, like I said, Aaron and a best man. And then after that point, I walked Rebecca down the aisle, and... We waited there for a second, and the minister asked, you know, um, you know, who was giving the bride away. I said I was, and then at that point, I handed, uh, you know, Rebecca to Aaron, and then I walked back to the back. And once I got back to the, the very back of the chapel, um, I was able to hit record. So like I said, what's coming up next is the actual ceremony and vows of 
Rebecca and Aaron. So here we go. Aaron, you take the woman at your side to be your wedding wife. I do. Promise before God and these witnesses that you will love her, comfort her, honor and keep her in sickness and in health, and that forsaking all others for her alone, will you perform unto her all of the duties and give her the respect that a husband owes his wife until God by death shall separate you. Rebecca, do you take the man at your side for your wedding business? And you promise before God and his company that you will love him, comfort him, honor and cherish him in sickness and in health. Wilt thou keep the only under him for as long as you will? Would you please turn and face each other? Repeat after me, I, Aaron. I, Aaron. Take thee, Rebecca. Take thee, Rebecca. Be my wedded wife. To my wedded wife. To have and to hold. To have and to hold. From this day forward. From this day forward. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. For richer or for poorer. For richer or for poorer. In sickness and in health. For <laughs> sickness and in health. <laughs> and to love and to cherish. And to love and to cherish. Until death goes part. Until death goes part. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> I, Rebecca. Take the Aaron. Take the Aaron. To be my husband. To be my husband. To have and to hold. To have and to hold. From this day forward. From this day forward. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. For richer or for poorer. For richer or for poorer. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. And to love and to cherish. And to love and to cherish. Cherish, until sorry. Death, <laughs> until death do us part. Until death do us part. Wedding ring. Is now written visible sign that signifies all that is united publicly in the red heart. Aaron, take the ring slightly to the and place it upon her finger. After me with this ring, with this ring, I be wedded. Now, ready? Take your ring, press it in hands. After me with this ring, with this ring, I be wedded. I be wedded. Let us pray. Eternal God, we pray thy very choice and special blessing for Aaron and Rebecca. Where shall the bless of only will establish and the lives in touch. Let their union not only prove to be a blessing to them, but let it help and inspire many others also. These blessings we ask in Christ Jesus' heart. Power that is vested in me by the state of Nevada as an ordained minister of the gospel. I now pronounce that you, Aaron and Rebecca, our husband and wife, you may kiss your wife.
Well, that's it for this week, kids. I know it's a very, very short episode, but it's a special episode. So, for Rebecca C. Laughlin slash Illich, and Aaron Illich, I am David K. Montoya. And remember, boys and girls, if you're one of those people that just don't like happy endings, you might be seeing red. See you next week. I wanted to to do weird news. You know, because we do weird news every yeah. episode. And I felt like we had to incorporate marriage into the weird news. Yeah. And I found something. Listen to this one. Honeymooners. Now, now, what do you think when you hear honeymooners? What's the first thing that pops into your head? People go on vacation after getting married? Scuba diving. (laughs) Happy, (laughs) joyous, fun. Yeah, fun vacation. We didn't get to have that, but. And it, of course, this is this comes from our friends at the Huffington Post, and it is the title of it gives it all away. Yeah, honeymoon shark attack: men killed while surfing off Reunion Island in France. Really? Yes. A newlywed wow. French man was killed in a shark attack during his honeymoon in the near in, uh, yeah in the near French Reunion Islands Wednesday. According to Agents France Press, the unidentified 36-year-old, oh shit, he was my age, was surfing off the popular beach when a shark charged at him twice. After spotting blood in the water, another swimmer notified lifeguards. As French news notes, the couple from the Morteau. couple from Morteau in East France traveled to the island for their honeymoon. Witnesses at press conference held shortly after the incident noted that his wife was on the beach. She is currently being treated for shock. Local radio stations uh, in Reunion report that the man was already in cardiac arrest when emergency services arrived. According to French language publication RTL, he reportedly lost a lot of blood in the attack. Well, no shit. Mm -hmm. Reunion Shark Prevention Association... There's actually a <laughs> there's actually a, an agency that you know specializes mm-hmm. in that. trying to prevent shark attacks. Wow! Released a statement on their website and Facebook pages hours before the incident before the incident, announcing that it would it was canceling its regular surveillance of surf due to lack of underwater ability. As RTL notes, activities on the beach closely monitored since last April when another surfer reported that he was charged by a shark. During the press conference, the island state representative, Jean-Luc, and I'm not exaggerating, it's Jean-Luc Marx, stated that this first fatal attack since 2012. Wow. This is a long time. Yeah. Uh, Previously, three people were killed by sharks off the island in 2011 and 2012. In 2011, shark attack, 30-year-old Ian Redmond was on his honeymoon as well. So this oh this shark, it's a this shark's got a taste black for widow shark yeah. for reals. Um, while there were more than 400 species worldwide, the WWF and I'm not talking wrestling World Wildlife Fund notes 
the great white shark, the tiger shark, and the bull shark are the only type of sharks that tend to attack humans. According to the most recent statistics, there were 4.2... How do you the hell do you get 4.2 shark attacks? It's like, it's oh, like, he nibbled at my toes. Oh, I do. <laughs> I don't wow. know. 4.2 shark attacks worldwide on the average between 2006 and 2010. The shit around it. So the moral of the story of this is, if you just got married, stay the fuck away from a beach. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the only... I tried to look for some like really good, juicy, you know, newlywed type weird news, but that was the only thing I found. That's sad, though, but it's crazy. Like, I wouldn't even want to be anywhere oh. in the ocean if I just got married, because something bad is probably going to happen. Like, I've always had bad fear of the ocean. Really? You don't like the I oceans? don't like the ocean either. I went to the ocean with David's kids, my god kids, uh-huh. and me and Stephanie were out in the ocean, right? And, like, I get really in the water. If, I get, if it, it comes up past my knees, <clears throat> uh-huh. I get like this. I'm, like, rigid. Really? Yes, because I almost drowned when I was eight. I almost died, like literally. Where was I? Went I? To, I went to the beach with the church. And I got caught in the riptide, and I almost died. Where was I? You were in Arkansas. Yeah. You don't, Mom, I guess Mom didn't tell you. No. But yeah, when I was eight years old, I went to the beach with the church. I swim way out there where I can't touch. Because I loved to swim back then. I didn't think anything about it, you know? Like, I didn't think... I was a kid. I was stupid. Right. And they swam back, and I couldn't yeah. get back because they kept pulling me farther and farther away. And I was trying to swim back, and then a big wave came and took me under, and it kept spinning and spinning. I couldn't get out of the water, and I literally almost died. Like, something, it was weird. Like, I can't explain it, because I've never felt it. Sitting inside of me, like, took all the strength in my body to, like, survive. Like, it sounds crazy. Like, like I was in the water. I was, like, breathing. It was the, fly, the fight or flight Yeah, I was, syndrome. like, breathing in water, and I was, like, fighting to get oh. out of there, and I, and I just gave up for a minute. And then I pushed myself off the ground as hard as I could, and I was able to get up and take a breath. And I was, like, choking and throwing up water and everything. So no one actually came and got you? You and came back? Yeah, I came back, and, I was, and they're like, what happened? I was crying. Like, what happened to you? Where were you? I kid you not. I was, like, in hysterics. I was so freaked out. I was, like, shaking in hysterics. Can you imagine, like, the, the idea of almost drowning, how you would be? If you think about that, that's how it was. I yeah, was that's... going crazy, freaking out. And they were just like, oh, what happened? Where were you? Nice. I was eight. And these other kids were like 14. No common sense, you know, like to leave an 8-year-old out in the middle of the ocean. So, well, yeah. So when I get in the water, I get really, really, like, rigid. So I was, I was out there with Stephanie, and the water is, like, to my waist, and then I walked, and I fell into this hole, and I'm like, Stephanie, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie was, like, 12, and I was freaking out. This is, like, three years ago, with a 12-year-old flipping the hell out, like, grabbing onto Stephanie for dear life. Like, it was, she's like, calm down, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, pe- I'm petrified of the ocean. And not because of what's in the ocean. It's because the ocean, get under one wave, you're dead. Well, yeah, haven't you seen Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had not heard this story at all. Yeah. I told, I, I don't know, maybe with Brett Brown. Yeah, when I was eight years old, I went to the church to the beach and I almost died. And I, was, I, still, I still can't get over like, oh, where were you? I was over there dying in the water. You know, I could have died, like literally. Just, right. just being if casual. That wouldn't, have, whatever that was, I don't. If that wouldn't have kicked in. Like I literally took all the strength in my body to push myself because I was like on the ground. Because you know the riptide comes down and pushes you down to the bottom. Right. I pushed myself up and was able to come up, and I couldn't even touch up out of the water. Yeah. Wow. Never again will I ever go in the ocean when I cannot touch. Well, yeah. Ever. If I can't touch in the ocean, I ain't getting in it. Like I won't go. 
you know, it, it's traumatizing for life, basically. Yeah, well, not only is, you know, Jaws a good move to live by, also Friday the 13th, because we, we've seen Jason, you know, he kind of hangs out at the bottom of those oceans. Too. Yeah. Speaking of your PlayStation, oh. PlayStation 4 is coming out here soon. Xbox One? Uh, yes. Xbox One? Yes. I'm, I, I'm excited about it. I'm actually... Why? Huh? Why? Why? Because I like Xbox. Trial. Why? Why? <laughs> okay. Why? Why? Ready? Why? No, ready? Xbox One. Let's Trial. watch TV. Let's watch TV. I know. Let's watch TV. Okay, let's watch TV. Let's that sounds TV. good to me. It's, it's a TV-based freaking game system. It's retarded. The name is retarded. We're, we're about to go back to simple. The name is here. retarded. Okay. I ain't seen red. Okay. The only thing that's good about the Xbox and Justin's funny because he he even agrees with us. He loves Xbox, but the PlayStation Four is better. And I told him about this. He didn't know about this because I'm all, I even knew about this before Aaron knew about this. Believe it or not. Four? No, the Xbox One. Oh. Um. It, the only thing good about it is it had their the Connect has a voice recognition system. Okay, that's the only good thing about it. I told Justin about this. He's like, yeah. I know the Xbox One is a good PlayStation. It's a really cool uh, feature, feature that, that, I like. that I like voice recognition. I told him about that. He forgets well, this. Well, also, though. but they're also much like the PlayStation 4 where they're heading towards the cloud. And eventually... They're going to have a cloud. They already have a cloud server. They have, have connect with voice recognition. It has a feature where you can do two things on the screen at one time. Yes. That's it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go to PlayStation 4. All right, kids. That's it for this week. It's good to be back. And we'll be back next week. I'm Try. David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren slash Illich. And I'm Aaron Illich. A.K.A. The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> the Batman. I'm the Batman. And remember, kids, if you're a honeymooner and you're out towards Madagascar and oh. don't expect to get bit by a shark in fucking Madagascar, you might be seeing red. See you next time. It's just Batman. all right kids thank you so much for stopping in i hope that this whets your appetite enough to want to come back because like i said we have brand new episodes so for this week i am david k montoya and if you're somebody that doesn't like reminiscing from the past then you might be seeing red See you next Tuesday with all brand new episodes from Rebecca, Aaron, and myself. Until then, bye-bye. Welcome to Seeing Red. Say we didn't warn you.